thanks for joining us tonight for the season premiere of Taboo. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Why don't they get trust? I think this was an appropriate song for... We know you think it's appropriate. That's why you chose it, right? I did. I think <laughs> it's appropriate. It. Because I've never heard this before ever. Me it's neither. dark. It's, it's, it's ominous. It's an inner white kid thing that you have going on and right it's now. Like, like an angry like high school. Actually, they're Armenian. Just put that out there. Well, interesting. Thank you. Just to let you know in case right. you wanted to know. Thanks. It did. Uh, so thanks for joining us, guys. Um, we have a lot to talk about tonight on the season premiere of Taboo. I'm Abigail Frere, and you can follow me on all social media at Abigail Frere. And I'm joined by my lovely cast. What's going on, everybody? I'm Olivia Gabre. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, the real OG. I'm at I am Tehran. As if you didn't get enough of us three, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> missing Maddie, the four horsemen in the building. At I am Tehran, all across Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Please find me on the gram and the tweet. Tweet Maddie. Hi. Okay, so he's talking the four horsemen, so I must be the missing link. You can find me at Instagram and Twitter at Rick Hong. That, that was actually that, it's kind of like anticlimactic, Rick. I expected a little more. No, I liked it. It's like, you I call me say... the missing link at. Rick Hong. Like, I didn't feel <laughs> yeah. the oomph. The oomph. I needed more oomph. Give me the Rick. Like, the oomph. big Rick Hong. You the know why. Like, I wanted something. <laughs> I wanted something. Okay, here's my oomph. I am a dangerous man. It's like my worst Tom Hardy impression. Okay, let's okay, go to the so, show. Yeah. Let's get to the show. You know? So, um, you know what? Like, we're going to give you a pass on this episode because uh, okay. you're just, you know what? Actually, Rick's been, um, I think, getting acclimated very well to our... Our banter that we our have dynamic. going on. Yeah, he, he's he's caught up real quick. Quicker than, you know, Most. Ava did. <laughs> yeah, we had anyway, so, If you uh, saw the Golden Globes, that's the one. You should uh, guys watch okay. it. Check it out. Um, so we start uh, in 1814 in England. So it's a pre-Victorian setting. You had to look down to see if it was <laughs> you know, in England? No. She look no. at the date. She I just wants to confirm, date. like a good host would. I, you know, if you're gonna roast me the whole time, get out. <laughs> you know what? This is how <laughs> do it I, feels. Do I, have the right I to get do that? to be you, and you get to be me. Please continue. Anyway, so, <laughs> so <laughs> stop. So, what's going on right now is the War of 1812 um, between the United States and Britain, and pretty much, I think the overall feeling that I got from this episode is just the whole series is gonna be very dark, very dirty, very. Graphic, which I'm down for. Um, I don't know. What do you guys feel about the overall? It was definitely dark and filmy, yeah. but I'm not sure if I'm down for it because I got pretty uncomfortable when he was sticking his fingers inside the body. Inside the cadaver? Part. I don't know. Uh, I didn't feel like it was that gory. I did feel that dark, ominous no. presence that yeah. you're referring to. And especially the context is that James Delaney, who comes back from Africa after being gone for seven years, and um, everyone presuming he's dead. Ten? Yeah. So they think he's gone for... For Ten a, years for a decade, and everyone thinks he's dead. Right, and he comes back into the funeral of his father, and that sets the tone of the overall show with taboo. Right, but what I did feel is that Tom Hardy's character, James Delaney, which Tom Hardy's a great actor, it was just basically Bane meets Jack the Ripper. There was like a combination, and a little bit, and a little bit of Batman, and that's it. And a little bit of Batman. It. He has Alfred in there. I felt like there was an Alfred because of the Butler, because of the Scottish Butler. But other than that, Tom Hardy himself was just Bane sprinkled into 1800 England with some Jack the Ripper. Okay, well, before we hate on him, I like the first taboo act that he committed was taking the coins off his father and then using them when he went into the church. I mean, are we going to keep track of these things? Or? Well, that's because he, he Wait. persists that there is no God. Even when the cadaver is being placed back after 
the coroner is going through to see if it was actually and it was actually a coroner but it was a, a, a grave robber right so at that time in history grave robbers was a very lucrative business right people use cadavers for a lot of different things and the grave robber was able to determine that the father had been poisoned with arsenic exactly which do you know because i feel like you know everything um <laughs> what is the cure what, to arsenic <laughs> no, no no but when someone's being poisoned you like that drink by the way good that's why she didn't let you pour it. Right. Is that is that typically how it was people were poisoned by beverage or was it through food or what what was it? It could have been either okay. way, but I'm going to assume with the brandy habit that was brought up several times that mm-hmm. it was through a liquid uh, form okay. of arsenic. And that's yeah. why they kind of made a, a large point of asking Tom if you um James if you wanted brandy. He wanted in that brandy last several season. times right. in the meeting with right. East India. And that's a big point which I think deserves its own Subtopic we'll is get, the East India. Yeah. But with the grave robber, the grave, the grave, grave robber, robber okay. what happened is he says, well, when I rebury him, do you want me to say words over his body? Right. And James Delaney says, no one's listening. Mm-hmm. So basically, whatever atrocities and tragedies have happened to him while he was gone, he no longer believes that there is a God, which at the time in England in the 1800s is basically hearsay. It's 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 heretic to even think these thoughts. So, I don't know if I ever I don't think I really I'm not going to disagree with you on it, but I didn't feel that he fully is committed to not believing there's a god cuz he was saying things over his father's grave, not he was, he was spitting, saying, do we think those were negative those things? Those were African until... words. He was saying in African context, he had spent time in the Congo and okay. Kaniba and then he was transported on a slave ship. He was practicing a form of voodoo, which is right. what we saw okay. in the dream. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He okay. doesn't believe in God to okay. the point where he doesn't bow his head when everyone else bows their head okay. in words of prayer okay. inside the church. So I misunderstood that. Though. And he uses the tokens that are on the father's body as the as the tokens in church, which is another form of heresy. You're continuing it. Right. These are coins, and he's using them as if they are coins for the river sticks, and that's a heretic form of practice. Okay. So, um, after that, we get introduced to um, Mrs. Geary, who is Zilpha, so his sister. Half-sister. Half-sister. <laughs> right, we need to make sure. Half-sister. Half because there is some serious um, feelings going Incestual. on there. And if you've yes. ever clicked on incest porn accidentally... <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. know exactly. I mean, they I, I haven't. Had, so can you tell me about yeah, it? Definitely. I mean, I no, not me. A friend. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any sisters. A so. friend of mine clicked on it. No, it, it just seemed that there was like a bit of sexual tension. A to the point where her husband stepped aggressive in. Aggressive tension. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit like Luke and Leia, Empire Strikes Back. It was more than Luke and Leia. Luke and Leia was still like a peck. These guys look like they fucked. They like I mean, like proper fuck. Like proper like childbearing. I feel like we should just because there's Possibly. there's bits of this throughout the whole episode. So let's just handle this whole topic right now, so we don't have to go back to it. Sure. Um, do we think that her husband? I don't think he's aware that they necessarily have had sex, but I definitely he feels off about something. Or he, there's like, he's, he definitely feels like the guy's a threat. Yes. And I don't know if he's feeling like it's a threat because it's her brother, it's a threat because he's the heir, it's a threat because right. he wants to take over what the father left, or if it's a threat because he he does have this intuition that there is someone there to take his place sexually as well. Or it's all well, of the that, above. And that or plus, everything. it seems like the whole town has um, an understanding right. about 
about him because they have all these negative things and they have all these rumors and thoughts about him that they're not really sure if they're rumors or if they're true. So I think the way that he stormed into his father's uh, funeral, it not confirms a lot of things, but led him to believe um, some things are true about him and that made him uncomfortable. Well, he clearly comes off as a man to fear, if not respect. Right. He's very diligent in his ways. He's very aggressive, but with a calm undertone, which actually... aggression, I think. Like, it's... But that's almost scary. Reserved anger. I, I basically like the... whispers the whole time. Right. <laughs> Which is sexy. Of course uh, you think it it's, was... it's Tom Hardy. Trust I mean... me. If some random guy was like, If you were hey, doing Eddie, it, no. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm just, this is how I talk all the time. My father's fourth. The light of my father's foreshadow. <laughs> like, yeah, you'd be like, get away from me, psycho. Yeah, but I guess I, I felt like the over or the underlying, not even maybe underlying, but um, theme of the whole thing is that there are people acting crazy and acting irrational, and yet they're the ones calling Tom Hardy or James the crazy irrational one, when right. in reality, he's the one that has his shit together the most. He's the one that's the most controlled. He's the one that is the most calculated and has everything under control. Well, including call, his actions. They call him a savage because he went to Africa and spent right. so much time with I'm the Negro. And, and his actions. But it also is in the manner of which he is speaking to the people that he's speaking to. Right. So, at, especially at the time, even now in England, there's a huge hierarchy. Right, and a respect that he's not showing. And he's not showing. And the candor that he's speaking is very, in English society, very low class. English society, the the peasants and the commoners spoke very frankly and that was a luxury of the royalty is that they did not they in a way created aristocracy through, through vocabulary and bureaucracy right and so when you see that there is no there there's a stark contrast between James Delaney and the members of the East India Company and that's why are we done talking about the sister and yeah. the sister I mean, because unless we want well, to, I wanted to talk about that kid oh, I felt yeah. like well, that was. Oh, I mean, jump. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. We can go okay. out of, out of order the, because these fair. are huge topics that I feel like if we sprinkle them around, it's just going to be a cluster. Yeah. So, with the, I, I thought that the kid that James Delaney finds the address and goes and finds is the kid between the sister and James. Exactly, but it seems like after. I <laughs> See, mean, I didn't I'm not going to say. I thought that the now whole it time it made sense just by the way, the manner in which he acted when he saw the kid. He wanted nothing to do he with was him. Disgusted. Almost yeah. just wanted to see that he existed and he was alive and whatever. But um, was it clear to you that his father was the one that was responsible for this kid? Not like he was taking care of him, but he was the one that passed him off to the See, family. and that is why I didn't think right away that it was his kid, because right. I thought it was the father's kid. Because the, like the father random, had a bunch of wives yeah. and things going on. And he on, was so. crazy, and he maybe couldn't care for the third child on his own or something. I. But right. now, it, was he really crazy, though? It seems like everyone's well, no. calling the both him and arsenic and makes right. you crazy. crazy. Yeah, and but... It seems like they're calling them all crazy cause they, because they're they outside of the norm. They're not following the way that the culture exactly. asks them to follow. So, therefore, if you're not understanding someone, you're automatically writing them off as crazy because they're not like you. And it's not even that they're not understanding them. It's that they're going against the grain, the grain and right. against the, the monarchy. And then that's... Well, not the monarchy. The East India Company is actually bigger than the monarchy as time persists. The East India Company is the first... Are they at this point, though? 
they are becoming extremely powerful. Yes, at okay. this point, so they were established in the 1600s. Right. So the East India Company is the first corporation on the planet, and it sets the tone for other modern corporations. It's basically like having the biggest, like Google, and a lot of people don't know Google and the government's connections, but it's like Google, Google the CIA, the, <laughs> the NSA, and having basically a hit squad on your team. They took over India, right. had their own private mercenaries, their own private armies. They're responsible for a lot of catastrophe in the world for the capitalistic greed of their board members and accumulated more than wealth, as far wealthiest company on the planet, power. They had a lot of power. Right. And they were, were not above murdering competition. They were not above slavery. They were not above... They did everything plus. Things that we will never find out. That's why when we were watching and you asked, is this based on a real person? I was like, they would never do that. East India Trading Company is basically the Illuminati. You throw in <laughs> so some Rothschilds and you're done. Yeah. Like, it's... it's They would never be like, this is the person's life we're right. depicting. But there are pieces of... Obviously, of historical truth. truth it's in based it. on yeah. so so James finds out that basically he inherited this land um, from the lawyer, the Nootka Sound, the Nootka Sound, which is an actual Piece sound in mm-hmm. Canada, um, <laughs> and it had a huge play in trading and in the War of eighteen twelve, and with America and Britain, and actually, it started. I believe the first like issue with it was in the seventeen hundreds with Spain and. Uh, I'm having a brain cramp. But anyway, so it's always been it's always been a piece of land that has been highly it's necessary and valuable. And the lawyer tries to throw it off as like, oh, it's just a, this piece of rock land. It's going to cause you, you a lot more it, headache you know? than you need. And yeah. as soon as somebody does that to you, if it really was worthless, you wouldn't be jumping on it being like, it's worthless, it's worthless. It's worthless. I'll, yeah. I'll do you I'll, a favor. I'll do you a favor. Yeah, I'll take just care take of that it, off you know? your hands. So James knows something's up, obviously. And then we, we go to this, um, basically this meeting where the lawyer meets with who who do we think these these people were all of the East India They're, trading the East company? East India trading company. This is the board. The this board. is the board okay. that's assigned to this. Okay, so I said council, but basically same thing. And they are <laughs> trying to dictate to James De- James Delaney how to get that piece of land from him. And here's the thing: the secret is James has made apparently a fortune, fortune in Africa. In Africa right. That pouch that he right. gives to is a lot of. It's money. a lot of change back, especially for back then right. when coins were were the currency right mm-hmm. and it's a bag of it and you see the immediate tone change right he goes yeah, from so you're a line sir, delaney mister. to no, mr delaney i mean the thing is you gotta think about how much that's worth too because he goes here's like here's for the past here's for the present and, and the future. future it's like dude how much can you you know sit there and say like what the future is going to be right in a pouch but you're clearly well, right well plundered africa and probably made a fortune right. so so when they were going over um, James's history in that meeting, I feel like the lawyer, um, what was Thoit. his name? Thoit. Thank you, Mr. Thoit stood Jonathan Price up for him. Stood up for James more Thoit than Jonathan Price. You know, you no, were, I don't think so. More He's, than anyone else did. I don't think he stood up for James. He well, was or for under himself the, more he so, was so under, he could get the sound. He understood yeah. the legal ramifications of what they were attempting to do. That there would be. So when you conspire to conspire mm-hmm. right the concept of a conspiracy is that it cannot be found out right had mm-hmm. they conspired they would have been found out that would be the problem so thoit was avoiding that okay he was basically saving his and all of their 
asses by saying, we can't do this because I don't have this. I don't have the treaty. He would get the land anyway. Because he By is, default. Right. So this would be a lengthy battle. We have to figure something else out. out. Okay. And so we, we find out a little bit about James' history. Um, that he was... Um, what what company was he in? Was it school? Was it a the a, company is a school? So a school? Okay. the brigade, the East India Brigade, East is a very brigade, prestigious right. company, form of boarding school. Right. Any child that goes there is clearly going to be a part of the aristocracy. Being a now we look at the army like oh I joined the army as if it's low class, especially in England at that time. Being a being any type of ranking officer in the army in which he turned out to be a corporal, I believe. Yes. Wow, that's an amazing feat that took a high level of not only education, but leadership, attitude, skill set, which is why we see that report card come out and everything says exceptional. Right, he excelled, and then all of a sudden he was doing these things that I feel like adolescent boys do. Starts rebelling. Rebellion. I, I disagree. I disagree that he did something that was normal and rebellious. I maybe breaking necks isn't normal, but playing with fire is normal. Oh, mash, mash potatoes normal. drunk mash is normal. normal. I think he was and is still running away from something, and that yeah. could have been the fact that he found out that his mother his was not from Italy, as which would have already been a foreign presence, but is actually a native, and therefore, or as an Indian, as they referred, a native, and was purchased by. His father, which is, in a way, it takes away from his greatness concept of blue blood, but it also takes away from the concept of parenthood. You would never want to want to know that your parents weren't actually in love, but your mother was purchased for gunpowder, for gunpowder and some beads and Mm. and land and and it was just it it could be a very detrimental piece of knowledge to any young man, especially a man who's as proud, obviously. Well, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happened to his mom and all of that situation because I feel like he's very defensive of his mother, like where he corrected the butler who who we find out is like really James's only friend or, or confidant in in the whole situation. But he corrected him when he called her uh, Anna, and he's like, Salish. "No, her name is Salish." Yeah, and My so mother's name is Salish. how do we? Okay, so do we think he really? How did he come to know all this stuff? Well, from what he said, his father told him. In a moment of drunken stupor. Why do we know that? Because he says we don't talk about this when we've been drank drinking some brandy. brandy. Okay. A brandy that is off the ships that his father owns, especially shipping back then. Import export in that time, even now, but especially then, was the most lucrative, lucrative form business, right. of business. Is it, is it clear though if his if his mom's dead? Is it clear that she's dead, or maybe he when, no. went, maybe maybe when he went there, she told him everything, or he found her? And because that's why yeah, because he... I don't I don't know how clear it was that he told him drunkenly. Because he also because the butler was like he would say that all when he was lighting the fires on the shore. So then I thought he was just kind of playing off of that, like oh I heard him, like obviously he didn't really hear him. Or there's always the sister's mother. You know, sometimes they get like uh, what, I forget what they did get like animosity towards the the child that's not there. So maybe she like. I mean, we haven't they should, we haven't introduced to her either yet, or if she's still alive or not. But I can always see like a stepmom being like, "And by the way, you little yeah. bastard kid, you're this and that." Just and, taking away right. his worth and making it seem like her family was more prominent, and he was just kind of like, I don't know, not an orphan, su- but I don't know if they were super clear with that. But what made you think they were super clear with that? Because I maybe was completely reading. I it felt all wrong. within the conversation, th- 
it's a it's an up to interpretation and assumption. Yeah. I felt that first of all the mothers are dead. I felt that I felt that the sister and him didn't have as much upbringing together as it seems which may have led to the sexual relationship they might have had mm-hmm. that they weren't raised in the same household. Maybe he would come home for summers from company. And right. this and to him this is just a girl. A girl. And they were under the same roof. Okay. We also know that he has an interesting sexual habit, as we see later with him and inside the whorehouse, which is his his father's docking and offices. <laughs> which leads us so, to that. So, I mean, I just Does he feel have a, Why do you think he has an interesting sex habit? life? Yeah. Because she says, she says to him, the the queen mother of the den says to him. The rumor is basically if a girl goes with you, she'll never come back. And he says, yes, that's true. And it goes hand in hand with the rumors. So what do you think those rumors are? That he's a vicious, savage human being. And just kills And he's not past killing because he even threatens to kill several times, let alone the (laughs) men that the queen mother threatens to send after him. Right. Which I like that scene. That was a, I, I actually really like the show. I know yeah. a lot of people didn't like the show. I like the show. I think it's interesting. I think it's fun. It keeps your attention the whole time. I I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Rick, did you like the show did as much like as I did? Because I feel like <laughs> I don't. I feel like you don't even like yourself right now, bro. No, no, man. I, no, I, I like the show. I mean, you know, it's 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 you know Ridley Scott produced. I love. I'm a big fan of Tom Hardy. I kind of do agree. With and his that. father. His father um, and him actually came up with the concept for the show. Yeah, Hardy. Chip, Chips, Chips Hardy. Yes. That's a great name. Chips. I wonder who wrote the word nigger like four times in that show. That's Steven, what I want to know. Stephen Knight probably did. I want to know probably. who wrote that. Because they used that, and I understand why they used it, but... Eh, eh. It was like, <laughs> it was used a lot for being not a movie even about slaves. It was about not slaves. Yet, not it was, yet. the context was, point, but it's but not, not like yet. a... But it would have been very common not, in England at that time. And, and this... From what I saw, it was very historically accurate, mm. as in the portrayal the of what of we what, see, okay. what it's supposed to be. Even the stew, if you remember, it was in that big disgusting. bucket. Just clearly disgusting, right next to where everyone's peeing. You don't know if they're throwing in <laughs> shit, shit from the right. bucket. There's or, horses there. I mean, it was disgusting. But that's what... Right. That's what England... That's what I said. Like, England at that time was... Disgu- it was pre-Victorian, so it wasn't like this right. beautiful Georgian place. thing that we, like, think about in a lot of the romance movies or I don't know. Yeah, no cobb- no cobbled streets. Yeah, no, but pre pre all that. Um Okay, so I had oh, it's a boy. Okay, so um we the one, then we found out the father was poisoned by arsenic, which we already spoke about. Um what was the scene in the morgue when he was going crazy? Was that all in his head? Yes. That was that's what I thought because when it cut back to Think it, every, the sheets were all over everybody else. Okay. Oh, Think okay. of PTSD. Well, because sure. a man okay. was black that he was like talking about and that was chained down, right. and he just had like, come from Africa and PS- PTSD of his experience. We don't really know exactly what his on experience. a slave well, ship. It looked like something yeah. on an experience ship. on a slave yes. ship that seemed that to have a revolt, did, possibly. And I feel like he feels some type of way about what he's done. He knows the things he's done have not been right because you even find himself saying um like you know talking to himself making excuses for actions like everyone's done these things and like i had to do these you know everyone's a slave and and basically trying to minimize i think what he's maybe done well justifying it because he has 
you know, guilt, which is probably why this this imagination he's well it's also like when he was I mean it could be a part of like when he was with the east you know like he's telling we see him telling uh, Jonathan Price at the end he's just like I know the type of guy you are because like I worked underneath you so like maybe it's that guilt too not just on his own I think that's just a preemptive strike at you train me and now I'm more savage than Mm -hmm. you are be aware and beware I think that what we see is PTSD and the guilt actually to me, James Delaney is the one who shows the most respect to Africa. Yeah. To, if you see how, she, with such respect, he speaks about his mother and her tribe to natives. I feel like he feels a connection. So I think that storyline will unfold and it's not going to be what we think that it is. Well, it could also be what, I, which I just thought of is, you know, they said the ship sunk off. He was on a slave ship when it sunk and when they thought he died, so maybe it could be PTSD from the, the ship sinking, like, you know, save uh, people right. that were chained up, or I don't know. Like, you don't know. You don't know. We'll we out. don't know. We, we, don't. we will find out. I mean, we your will. guess is as good as mine. I just think my guess is much better. Um, okay. Anyway, so to the meeting <laughs> where, where he meets with all those people, um... Basically, they come out, and they're just very open with him about the importance of the sound. I mean, why... They weren't... I don't think they were that open with him. I mean, he... I don't think they could have been more open. They yeah, but he was open. very... He, was he very had all the information. Yeah. He was but they like, told him I, how I, important it was. They did not. So they, they wanted to downplay it to him because yeah. they thought they could be smarter than him and sort of trick him into giving it to him. But and then as he gave them saw, all the information. He, like, he brought the value to the table being like, actually, I know you want it because this is the key to China. This is the Vancouver. path. Vancouver is the key to China. Right. And right. this is the key to Vancouver. Well, this is and the van- yes. there's, a secret, there's a secret meeting between the United, United States, States and, and Britain. Right. In Ghent, which did happen and go down, and that's actually how the War of 1812 was resolved. So it's just an interesting... He stops them quick. He even says, listen, I don't like hypocrisy, all this how are you bullshit. We're going to stop this right here, buddy. Basically, I know what's going on. This is my piece of land. You guys want this little piece of land? And it's not just valuable to you. It's valuable to the monarchy. And it's valuable to the United States of America. I'm going to hold on to it. And he puts money, he's like, no, nah, I'm good. They, Just open the envelope. They right. painted it as a pi- a picture of loyalty. Being like, right. if you want to be loyal to... He doesn't um, care. Why would he care about loyalty? He hasn't spent any time there. Well, exactly, but that's why he brought up the fact that uh, the United States and them were having like secret talks and meetings for peace and to resolve the war when they were really just presenting it to to him as this is what you need to do for your country to be loyal to us and we need this. Well, I think this episode is called possibly The Patriot or something of that nature. I'm not 100% sure. But I don't think that it has anything to do with him being patriotic. I think it's a threat. It's a threat saying the monarchy will be behind us. Mm -hmm. So if I were you, I'd play your cards right and just take the little settlement before us, the most powerful corporation in the world... And them, the most powerful kingdom, kingdom in the world, in the world right. go to war with you, some guy that just got back from Africa that no one really knows. And that's what it was. It wasn't like, be loyal to the crown. It's like, be afraid of the crown. Be afraid of the crown. underlying, they, you know, they were saying something with not, without actually saying something. Do you get what I'm saying? Like they were implying. <laughs> you're, you're, you're actually, you're yeah, actually saying yeah. something yeah. without saying yeah. nothing yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. So we get it by the yeah. example you showed us. The undertones. I got you. I got you. Don't 
Don't, just, don't do it. You're doing it too. I'm not doing anything. You know exactly we what do. I mean. They I know do. they're having a conversation without actually having you know, a conversation. I understand. Subtlety. Until he brought it to the table being like, you know something. I completely I, I understand know what you're the sentimentality to do. of Be your quiet, statement. Whatever. So okay, so um we have two minutes. So the, it, we basically end with this um very fat man being told that he can have let loose, basically, on James. And his look was, it was actually, like, the worst acting was his look at the end when he was going to be evil. <laughs> he was, like, excited. But I'm not like, going to, he was a heavy set. He I was said a heavy that set, lard. <laughs> he was a heavy set man, but the look he gave was, like, cookies. <laughs> like, it wasn't, it wasn't deadly. Yeah. It wasn't, I wasn't James scared. Delaney, Tom Hardy was deadlier at any, any given point right. in this, even when he was saying, I love you to my to his own sister. I was scared, right. Yeah, it was good. And then I mean, at that point, he could have said A B C D E F G, okay. and everyone would have been like, oh, "Oh my god, the alphabet!" Like he could have said anything; it would have been scary. Tom Hardy is doing a bomb job, I think. In this, He's doing, it's great. It, they had a lot of talent in this yeah. one show. I mean, these were highly trained, skilled British actors and actresses, European actors and actresses. I think it comes up short. I think that the well, it's, it's storyline comes Let's up. Give it. It's only the premiere. It's only the premiere. Premiere's always tough to do. Pilots premiere are tough to do. Star- sets, sets the, the tone, tone of the show. But I, I like the show. I like the show. I see what they're trying to do. I can understand people's criticism of the show as well, which is you had so you had like you know, 20 nominations in one scene, and it didn't pull it off. And that's what it is. Well, that's the cookie look. I think too. Also, maybe they're really, they're trying very they're trying very hard to compete with other shows in a sim- similar genre. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, FX has so many amazing shows. So FX is killing it right they're now. They're killing it. So I mean, they're trying to do something else, and I feel like this was kind of trying. Oh no, we'll see. Trying too hard. It's try, okay not try, to like a not show. Too hard. No, I no, like it. But. I like it too, but I think I felt a little like. It's also, cheaper, I mean, you gotta keep in mind cheaper, too, it's also cheaper, a joint production with the BBC. Right. And it's like the first, like, other than Peaky Blinders, which is like BBC and Netflix. Which is a great so, show. Right. When you, know, which when you got, like, so when you got those type of two type of things kind of like going hand in hand, you got to like, a lot of, lot of cooks in the kitchen. But I feel like it, it felt a little short of like a Games of Thrones feeling with the sexual vibes. The incestual. They're trying, <laughs> they're trying, but they're, they haven't quite gone there. Like, because she seemed more afraid than he seemed turned but on. But even with and the was... hookers and the whores and all that, it was just like, okay, naked bodies. Like, it wasn't like, if you want to, like... Then I, do it. Do it. If you're going to do it, do it fully. So that's all I can say is maybe they're going to maybe try a little harder. And Yeah, don't just play just the tip. Do it fully. You know? <laughs> okay. yeah. Just the tip. That's <laughs> not enough. Anyway, um, what are your predictions for next week? Predictions for next week. Oh. I mean, I'm still I'm still like digesting the the pilot and the premiere. It's like yeah. I haven't even thought about like next week yet. To be honest, I think they're gonna use the word nigger like three more times, <laughs> and then they're gonna kind of. We should stop. play a drinking game. <laughs> like every time they say it, we just kind of go. No, I I actually I didn't mind the use of the word, even though I do feel like it was a little extra. And next week, I think that what's gonna happen is we're going to learn a little more of East India's plot against James Delaney. Mm-hmm. More so than we are going to learn about James Delaney's mysterious, mysterious, ominous past. Okay. Yeah, I don't think... I was going to predict violence, but I don't think that's going to be the case yet. Definitely later down the road, but it seems like um, the East India Company is definitely plotting something. And we have to see a little bit of more insight 
to that, but I also think we're going to learn a little bit more about James as we go along, and not necessarily that he's crazy, but a little bit of insight toward why he acts the way he does. I would agree with you, and yeah, I think we're going to see a little more of a political game than maybe uh, stuff to pop up off. Yeah. yeah um, I also think that Zilpha, because it closed on her sending a, another letter, um, separate from the one she sent originally, and we see him burning it, so I think he... He does respect her on a certain level of not wanting to tarnish her for sleeping with him, but I think that that's only going to go to a certain point, and I think it's going to come out at some point. Yeah, it did come out. They have a son. Okay, but... came out. It didn't come out. You're done. It didn't come out. Oh, but it came. No. (laughs) Thanks for joining us tonight, guys. Um, We hope you enjoyed it, and go ahead and comment below. Um, We love to read them, and go ahead and give us some likes and some feedback. I'm Abigail Frere, and you can follow me on all social media at Abigail Frere. And I'm Olivia Gavry. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, The Real OG. At I am Tehran, the Bathfield heartthrob, all across social media, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. Please find me at I am Tehran. If you don't know how to spell Tehran, just watch CNN. And I'm no longer the missing link. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Rick Hong. That's what I'm talking about with hey, enthusiasm. I'm, question. It's not that hard to be the heartthrob when you're the only one wearing your bathrobe on public, is it? Two donuts away, huh? Two donuts away. Thank you. Say bye to the chin. Two donuts away. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.